Hello, coconuts. Welcome back to Stock Geek Out. Today we have Gavin in the studio. Yes, we are recording in the studio now. Um, over here at Golden Mile. So we're only here for a few months. But Gavin, how are you, man? Are you alright? Uh, all's good. The market's looking a little rough. <laughs> yeah. But uh, could be better, could be better. <laughs> nice, man. Um, thanks for taking the time as well. Coming all the way down here. Um, and, and today, firstly, before we get started on what we're going to be talking about today, which is lemonade. Yep. Not the lemon juice, but a stock called lemonade <laughs> yep. in uh, insurance, right? Right. Maybe tell us a bit about yourself. Alright, uh, so hi, I'm Gavin. Uh, I came uh, a few episodes ago and then uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy yeah. to come back again for another. <laughs> and then uh, I run a website called uh, SG Stock Market Investor where I, I just write articles about uh, my analyses when I uh, look at stocks. Yeah. Nice. Cool, man. Awesome. Um, so one of the stocks that you were looking at actually, right, diving right down into it, is Lemonade. Yeah. Uh, tell us more. What is lemonade? So the the central idea or like the elevator pitch would be that it's an insurance company that is disrupting the, the industry, right? Because insurance is such an old industry, and then there's so much room to for disruption. So for lemonade, what they do or how they disrupt the industry is actually to have AI and tech integrated into their business. So they have a AI chatbot that allows you to. To, it essentially acts like the agent that you normally have, the insurance agents that you talk to. And then uh, they also have AI models running a background to sort of calculate and assess customer risk. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's you mentioned, right, Lemonade, they're studying this and they have some sort of an AI at the back end. So this is the way that they're trying to disrupt this market? Yeah, because uh, thus far, it's, it's all been very manual. Uh, let's say you have to sign up for a policy, you need to go meet an agent, uh, mm. you need to talk uh, about what your needs and wants, and then uh, perhaps if you get if you are getting any medical related insurance, then you need to get a medical checkup, so on and so forth. The process is very tedious and could take a while, right? Okay. Uh, whereas for lemonade, they are trying to shorten up the process and then try and help you get the cheapest but also the best coverage for you. Okay, yeah. so this is all done online. There's no insurance yeah. agents whatsoever. Yeah, which is really cool, right? right. Everything you can just talk to the chatbot. Uh, it'll ask a few questions like your name, address, so on and so forth. And then uh, mm. from there, it'll be able to spin up a, a quote for your insurance. Wow, right. okay, <coughs> cool. And I guess the question I have here is, how, how is that different from, say, FWD, right? In, in, in Singapore, in Asia? Right. How, how, um, I, I wouldn't say there's a huge difference. It, it, insurance is... It's always the same, right? It, that, that you, you can't really change the, the way it's being done. But mm. for Lemonade, how I see it differently or how it compares with its competitors, it's uh, first of all, the, the AI part that I've mentioned. And then on top of that, they also have a small little uh, feature or other, it's called give back, right? So what they do is with a portion of the premiums that they receive, mm. they'll actually donate it out to non-profit organizations. And then uh, okay. users can actually get to choose and vote for like, okay, how, uh. Uh, what organizations do I want my premiums to be donated back to? So it gives the users a little sense of, okay, I'm, not all my premiums are getting eaten <laughs> up by a huge organization, right? <laughs> and then another really interesting thing about Lemonade is how fast you can make claims, right? Okay. So making insurance claims is it's very tedious, can take months, mm. uh, you answer a lot of questions. For Lemonade, they, they try and speed up the process, right? They have an average, I think the fastest recorded 
claim they have ever made was three seconds, which was really wow. insane. So wow. a huge portion, I think, I wouldn't say more than half. I think it's about twenty or, or so percent of the claims are actually done uh, instantly, or rather, it's being vetted out by the by the AI, which is really cool. Okay, right? wow. Okay, and I mean the the question I have here is like with regards to this AI, right? Because obviously, clearly, this is like a big uh, importance to to eliminate. This is their their coup de grace, their holy right. grail. Whatever you want to call it, right? Um, what what actually goes on at the back? Do they look at these <laughs> different factors? Uh, why why can it be done so fast? All right, so I'm not super sure that they have revealed a lot of all this stuff uh, about about what runs on the back end, but they yeah. they've given uh, some insights on how on on what their AI on the back actually does. So in their recent uh, results, they yeah. actually released. Uh, their sixth generation, if I'm not wrong, of their of their AI. So basically, what the sixth generation is able to do now, mm. the the model is able to help you uh, forecast and estimate, let's say, um, this quarter's customers by when will they reach uh, profitability for you, right? Because there's a loss ratio that you need to take account into. Yes. So it will help you generate and then uh, estimate. Uh, by which mark, by which quarter, will they start to actually help you turn profitable rather than you're making a loss on that premiums, okay. right? Okay. So it, it's a little niched and like it's a little cheap also, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, okay. So they're looking at turning profitability. Okay, but before, right. I mean, going into understanding that, right? So why, why, does, why do you think the claims are, are sort of, you know, approved so fast? Is it because they want more like customers? Because <laughs> they're still growing, they're trying right. to disrupt? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I'm not very sure on how they do it so fast. Okay. But I think a portion of the reason is because insurance companies, the longer they get to hold on to your premiums, the longer they can invest with that money and then they can make more returns mm. uh, for them, right? For Lemonade, they, they really prioritize for the customers okay. to push out claims as fast as possible rather than delaying it mm. and then uh, keeping more of the money for themselves, right? So that is that could be a portion of the of the reason. Got it, got it. Because I, I mean, I do know, right? Like, I mean, your family members and all this that try and claim for insurance, and it will take months, correct? Right, six months. Sometimes I think even a year before you yeah. can even receive anything back. Right? That's right. Um, so in, in that case, you know, most people also will be like, you know, how long will it take for me to get the claims and all these things? So I guess in that way, Lemonade is sort of you know saying, you know, we're going to get it fast. We're going to solve for you. We're going to trust that whatever you're saying is correct. Um, so on and so forth. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, so t- tell us a bit more. So Lemonade is, is fairly new company. When when did it start? When did it IPO? Uh, 2018, I believe. They started out in 2018. And then wow. um, okay. in just about three to four years, they actually hit one million customers. And the really interesting thing is they were only in the US. Mm. So they weren't even in all 50 states. So they started out in a portion of states and then they slowly increased uh, the coverage because of the licensing and so on. Okay. And then they slowly expanded out to Europe. But right. the the geographical space that they actually uh, were in was very small. But they managed to hit a million customers, which was wow. amazing. And on top of that, they only had three products, which was mm. homeowners, renters, and pet, which okay. is mm, products that aren't very popular, right? So how, how, how did they grow that fast? Uh, I honestly think that if you're prioritizing your customers' needs, you know, try to push out claims fast, and they make it so easy to sign up. Mm. Right and so fast and so hassle free, I reaching out to customers is not a huge like issue. Right, customers can just look at it, go to the website, talk to the chatbot. Oh, 
uh, oh, it's actually cheaper than my current plan. Why not? Let's just try. No harm, right? Got it, got it. Um, so I, I think then in, in that case, I mean, I think one of the big things that you did was, was accessibility. Right. Uh, the other one is, um, I mean, most, if you look at Uber, for example, how they grew very, very quickly was because of referrals. Correct. Do you know whether Lemonade had a referral system? Mm, um, not that how how did very, they grow? Not that I know of that they had a referral system. They just went on with, uh, like how a usual tech company would go, just R&D, sales and marketing, and then pushing the product out. Got it, yep. got it, got it. Okay. Um, I think one of the cool things is the UI. So I, I actually went in just to yeah. play around with it. It's really, really easy to use. I do know that they actually have a referral system, which is pretty cool. Um, and they give you sort of a referral link and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But it's um, not, I, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's their huge, uh, the key reason why it grew, right? Okay, so it's not yeah. key acquisition. Not that I know. Not Got that it. I think so. Because I mean, um, uh, Coconut's out there, right? When last Geek Out, we were talking about TransferWise. <laughs> Um, they actually grew because of referrals. Ah, right. right, and yes. Google Pay as well in Google Singapore. Google Pay, exactly. Yeah. Correct, correct. So I just wanted to check whether that was that was the yeah. reason, but it could be just SEO, it could be just right. casting that, that net yeah. um, and being so niche, right? Uh, cool, so I mean, you talked a little bit about the products. Why don't we dive deeper there? You mentioned they only have three products. Take us through it. Uh, so they had three products up till this year, actually. So this year, they actually finally launched uh, Life and Car. Okay. So Lemonade Life, Lemonade Car, which are very popular insurance policies everyone mm. needs uh, health coverage everyone needs uh, auto coverage so these two okay. plans are going to help skyrocket the company even more right because they are, yeah. they've already reached such a point without it mm. so imagine with these two popular yeah. huge products it's going to skyrocket got it so let, let's talk about those two new ones a bit later right? so when they started off with renters uh, renters homeowners and pet and pet okay yeah. so renters what is that so it's uh it's just your basic insurance for, let's say, if you're renting a place and then just getting coverage for yourself. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's the same for normal house insurance, but just... Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the house... So rental insurance means like you're renting a place, you will go to them to buy a renter's insurance. Uh, for yourself. So for let's yourself. say you're renting Rent-tees and staying there. Yeah, right. correct. Okay. <laughs> cool. Then homeowners, is that mortgage insurance? Is that fire insurance? Which uh, one? What everything. So they, they, they allow you to extend coverages up to fire, so on and so forth. You can add on like little, little stuff. Got it, but it yeah. starts off with mortgage insurance. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mortgage cool. insurance, as in... Um, so, for example, if you can't pay your mortgage. Oh, no, 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 no. Whatever. It's uh, insurance such as, like, uh, if I'm not wrong, they have uh, natural disasters, so on and so forth, um, okay. damages, that kind of stuff. Got it, got it, got it. So, sort of, if something happens to your home in terms of damages, yeah. then they will, they will insure. So, yeah. it's not mortgage insurance? Not that. I, I'm pretty sure it's okay. not. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Just making sure. Um, cool, because there are a whole ton of other questions if that was. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From what I know, I, I'm pretty sure it's not mortgage insurance. Yep. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and then pet insurance, right? So those yeah. are the three three base. So yeah. you mentioned they grew, was it 1 million? Uh, 1 million customers in, uh, I, I believe it's three, three years? Oh, three Got to it. four years in that range. Got it. Um, okay, that's good. And so what, what happened then? So they started in 2018, three years later, which is 2021, they grew 1 million customers. When did they go IPO? They IPO in 2018. I... The, uh, yeah, t- 2018 is the IPO, not the start ah, date. Yeah. Okay. So when? How, how old is this company? <laughs> I can't remember the top of my head here. Let me check. I believe it wasn't very far off the the IPO date. Let me check. Oh, 2015. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So 2015, 2018, they went IPO. Yep. Then um, they and they grew from 2018 to 2021. Uh, yeah. In four years, I can't remember the exact number. Uh, yeah. Nice. Four four years. Uh, twenty. Uh, a million. 
Got customers. It. Wow. All right. So t- tell me about the, I think it's a good time to, to jump into management, right? And then yeah. we'll jump into financials afterwards. So t- tell us a bit about the founder. Tell us a bit about the management team. There isn't a huge, uh, it's not like Elon Musk, right? It's not a very okay. star name that's running the, the, the business, but yeah. Uh, the management does do interviews um, with uh, CNBC and uh, some YouTubers and it's very insightful to watch and uh, listen to what they have to say, right? Because, um, so for one one interesting fact about Lemonade is um, if you watch some of the interviews, right, the CFO and uh, CEO actually mentioned that the core metric for Lemonade to watch out for is IFP, which is their enforced premium. Okay. So normally, if you were to look at Lemonade as a tech company, you would think, oh, I need growing customers, I need uh, growing revenue, so on and so forth. But for them, mm. they mentioned that enforced premium is the key metric to, to look at. Okay. So uh, it's not star management, right? Yeah. It's, not, it's not Elon Musk management, but yeah, yeah. I mean, growing to a million customers in, with yeah. such a uh, small product suite and everything, I, I think it's pretty amazing. Got it, got it. Cool. Actually, their, their CEO, I think, was um, one of it was actually Fiverr. Um, their co-founder is one of it is actually Fiverr, which is uh, which is pretty interesting. So I think he also knows how to grow because Fiverr grew quite, right. quite quite quickly, quite massively. So I think he used that same technology um, or that same effect that he did with Fiverr in, into um, Lemonade. So I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, I think coconuts out there they also were invested by Sequoia, right? So yeah. I think with with that investment, obviously Sequoia is going to bring them to a whole new level, and it gives a lot of um, Trust, I believe, in the market. Yeah. When you look at Lemonade, and then you say, "Okay, it's, it's re- everything's on online. You book it online. You get your insurance online, yeah. but it's backed by Sequoia, right?" Um, and Sequoia, of course, coconuts are, are backed. Uh, our first investors into Facebook and, and a ton of other, ton of other companies. Um, so t- tell us a bit about IFP, right? For me, that's the first time I've heard about it. What is Enforced Premium? Yeah. So Enforced Premium is basically just the aggregated annualized premium. Uh, that they receive for the for the period, right? So basically, just the amount of premium they receive this quarter, and then they analyze it out so times four. Yeah. Okay, okay. And why? Why? You know, you mentioned that the, the founder said that that's very very important. Right. Why? Why is it? Because um, first of all, they are their business model, right? They are doing reinsurance, so mm. you can't really look at revenue and say that um, they are making more or less because they could be seeding out more revenue to uh, taking less risk, okay. right? Or the other way around, vice versa. So, look at invoice premium can really show you how much premium they're actually taking in. And then, let's say if they were to switch up their business model and stop doing reinsurance, then the revenue is going to skyrocket, right? Because they're not seeding it out anymore. Okay. So, maybe, maybe take us through this process, right? So, they get a quarter, quarterly number of invoice premium yeah. and they reinsure. So, they reduce their risk that yep, way. Correct. Um, how does that work? So maybe you can give us an example. So they will reseed it out to uh, bigger insurance companies. So uh, basically, let's say if they take in $100 of uh, premium, they will seed it out maybe 70% of it. So they only take up the risk for the 30%. Okay. And they also stand to gain the, the 30%, right? So they lower their risk and also lower their reward. So for Lemonade, they, they switched to this model uh, a while back because... It's a much lighter model, right, for them. It's less capital intensive, mm. especially for a small company. So the, the actual program itself, it started in July 2020. Okay. <coughs> right, so they switched up the model. So they are now on this reinsurance program since July 2020. It's a three-year term, right? Okay. So they started off with a 55% base. So they need to seed out 55%. Right. And then they have an annual 20% that they could renew. 
So let's say uh, they could renew up to 20% and then they will seed out 75 and then keep 25. Right. Okay. So they started out at 75, right? They took the full 20, 20 points to renew. And then uh, a year later, they cut it down to 70, 70%. 70%. So it reduced by 5. And then this latest quarter, they actually seed out only 55. Okay. So they actually took back a lot more. Got yep. it. So the reason for that is, um, I guess the question I have, the, okay, before this re-switch, right, 2015 right. until 2020, they were taking up all the risk themselves? Yep. And wow. it, was, it, was, it was quite rough for them, right? Because small company, uh, but it wasn't so bad because it was just a small product suite, right? Mm. So it, it wasn't, yeah. But, but switching to this model is a lot uh, capital intensive and then it's a lot better for the whole, whole company. A lot less capital intensive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they did that, I guess, <laughs> because they wanted to see those three, they wanted to be niche in those three products. And, and see whether they could manage it themselves. They just, they so? just started out with, with these three, but I think it was a good idea to just start with like a smaller, right? Because you're just a small startup. Uh, imagine if you're a small startup and then you yeah. start covering life insurance, you're going to need so much money to, to start off, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So then the, the, so this reinsurance model, I mean, uh, in all fairness, I think in the market, of insurance market, um, it's, it's quite normal, right? A lot, of, a lot of companies come in, they take the premiums and they, they hedge yeah. quite a fair bit of it into another company and right. that company then reinsures with another company yeah. and it keeps going, right? Um, and, but, but as of now, you mentioned that they're actually reducing that. So they started yeah. to take back More. some of the risk and yeah. take back some of the reward. What was the decision behind management on that one? So um, part of the reason is because now they have uh, life and car, right? And then mm. growing customer base. So the, the book is more diversified in a sense. So previously, they, they only had three products. Now it's diversified across five products of which life is pretty much stable. I, I, I would like to say it's stable. So as their book is getting more diversified, they can afford to take on more risk. Okay, cool. So tell us a bit about the numbers, right? How, how has the last um, couple of years been for... for IFP, as you call it. Yeah. <laughs> so for IFP, it actually, uh, let, let's go all the way back up to uh, June of 2020, right? Mm. So it started at just 155 million, mm. slowly growing up to this quarter. This last quarter was 457, right? Oh, so wow. it's, it's about three times. Wow. So, okay. But you need to factor in the fact that they just acquired Metro Mile. Okay. So that also factored in about, I believe, 100 or so million of IFP as well. Got it, got it. Wow, okay, cool. I mean, one, one of the financial standpoints is IFP. I believe the other one to be a loss ratio, right? Yep, correct. Loss ratio for, is a huge one for insurance companies. For, yeah, exactly. Massive, massive. Take, take us through some of that. Firstly, so, maybe what is a loss ratio? So for Lemonade, they have two key metrics. Okay, so they have a, a two key loss ratios, right? So they mm. have one which is a gross and then a net. So the gross one is basically just a ratio of the losses and uh, expenses to the net. Or the gross earned premium that they received and then the net is just um, the same but it's towards the net so after they have seeded out got it so what is a before you know going down into gross and net what is a loss ratio lo- lo- loss ratio loss ratio <laughs> sorry what is a loss ratio so basically it's the the amount of loss uh, expenses that they are they are incurring uh, as a ratio to the amount of money that they are taking in as premiums so losses okay. include things like claims uh, so okay, so, so it's effectively sort of out of the premiums that they get, <coughs> how much are how they, much paying, are they paying back? Correct. Ah, okay, so obviously you want to keep that as low as possible. Correct. Okay, cool. So what are the two different loss ratios that you say? Yep, so gross and net. Okay, and, and how has that been over the last three, uh, three over right. So 
it started off uh, relatively high as about 80 and then it went down to 70-ish mm. because over time uh, new customers as they continue paying uh, premium their uh, loss ratio slowly lowers down right yeah. and then it was going well up until uh, Q1 of 2021 okay. so there was a Texas freeze which hit the US really hard and uh, because got, of COVID lah yeah, uh, not just COVID Texas freeze which is a natural disaster that, that oh hit, right uh, yeah <laughs> okay, wow, I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. All right, wow. Yeah, so it, it, it hit uh, Lemonade quite hard and their loss ratio spiked up from uh, 70 up to 120. So for each dollar wow. they're taking in, they're paying out $1.20 wow. in a simplified sense, right? Got it. Oh, the Texas freezes 2021, <laughs> there was uh, yeah. power outages, food water shortages, winter storms and stuff like that. Yeah, wow. so in fact, it was almost like a Black Swan event. Like, yeah. How it, weird? it is a Black Swan event. Oh, okay. <laughs> How weird is that to have like COVID and then yeah. <laughs> back to back? <laughs> it's unprecedented, right? Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, so at that point in time, obviously the loss ratio spiked. spiked. Yep. Okay. And how is it stabilized? So it, they have managed to brought it back down uh, because it was a one-off event. Uh, mm. After that one quarter, they stabilized it back down. So now it's, based on last quarter, it was uh, 86 for gross loss and uh, 90 for net loss, which is still relatively high, right? Yes. Uh, so what, what does that mean? Every $1 Every, they... You're paying 90 yeah, cents. They're paying, so they're getting 10 cents back. Right. In uh, simplified terms, right? Mm. So uh, the company is aiming for a multi-year average of about 75% or lower. Okay. That's where they are sweet spot and that's where they can say that, okay, that's the amount that we're happy with. We're happy with uh, the amount of money we're making, right? So that's their, their target for the multi-year. Got for it. their loss ratios. Got yep. it, got it. And I mean, since we you know talked about Texas Freeze, Black Swan, you have to talk about COVID as well. Right. How did COVID affect Lemonade? So did it even? <coughs> not super hard, but but it's not as hard as uh, some companies, right? Because it, end of the day, it's still a tech company. And mm. on top of that, insurance, everyone needs insurance. Okay. And because COVID was a, more of a medical life like issue, right? Yes. And they didn't really cover that. They, didn't, they, they only cover home uh, uh, renters pet, and pet, right? Yeah. So, it, they weren't really hit that hard. Okay. Yeah. But okay. another interesting thing that they got hit with was actually rising inflation. Uh, rising uh, interest rates, I mean. So now lah. <laughs> yeah, right now. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because rising interest rates uh, hit uh, insurance companies hard, right? Because higher rates means uh, higher uh, premiums and higher like percentages they need to pay out more. So, lesser margins back to them. Similarly to a bank. Got you, got you. Um, maybe yeah, I can explain a bit more. How does the raise in interest rates affect uh, an insurance? From what I remember, the, the gist of it is as your interest rate goes up, the risk-free rate goes up, and then uh, as a domino effect, insurance will get hit harder because uh, margins get lowered. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the risk-free rate goes up, therefore the value of a fixed income asset might... Might yeah decrease and therefore you would actually then you yeah get affected. So it's similar to how a bank would get affected as well, right? Okay. Because uh, higher interest, uh, higher interest rate environment, they need to pay out uh more interest for let's say uh, savings accounts, so and so forth, and then they take take back lesser margins, right? Mm, okay, okay, cool. Um, so now they're being <laughs> affected, but is is it because of the fact that they've taken on new, new um, new customers? Yeah, new customers, new new verticals or anything like that or whether we're always going to be affected by it? Uh, okay, so interest rates will always affect uh, insurance companies. Uh, yeah, But the current loss ratio spiked up 
also because of the so they, they started Lemonade Life and Lemonade Car. So mm. when you take in new customers, your your starting loss ratio is bound to spike up. Because it's uh it's a curve down, uh it will slowly gradually uh decrease over time because they're paying out more premiums. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um so then let's let's jump into um Lemonade's new investment, right? A new investment, as we want to call it, a new purchase. <laughs> yep. Now, being such a, you know, what, seven-year-old company, 2015 until 2022, yep. seven-year-old company already starting to, to cobble in that sense. They purchased Metro Mile, right? Um, t- tell us why, why they did that and, and why didn't they just start it themselves? So, they, they got into Lemonade Car, right? <clears throat> but um, with all AI models, you, you need huge data sets to train your model and uh, get better and better and more accurate, right? So, why not just buy over someone that already has all that data and then work upon onto it rather than starting all over from your own, right? Okay. Because they are, they are going to start Lemonade Car now. I think it's a great, great investment or, or rather a great acquisition, right? Because they saved so much time mm. and uh, effort and money as well uh, by getting all these data sets. They could just acquire Metro Mile and then use what they already have. They, Metro Mile also has their own uh, models and stuff. Uh, to ex- to assess risk, right? Okay. So buy over and use on top, which is, I mean, it's pretty smart. You don't have to go through the whole effort of uh, starting from the bottom again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So they went in. Um, is it already closed? Have they already yeah. acquired it? Yeah. All so done? Uh, if I'm not wrong, Q2 of uh, this year they officially closed it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, and they just had earnings call, didn't they? Or? Yeah. Uh, lemonade. Yes. Yeah. Lemonade. Okay. Cool. So how how is their forecast looking like? <laughs> After this acquiring? Uh, well, the guidance uh, as compared to last year's uh, Q4. So mm. last year's Q4 guided uh, 2022 to be around $540 million for Enforce Premium. Okay. Right? And then uh, as of Q2, their forward guidance for this year is actually 610 to $615 million. So it's a huge increase in the guidance. Yeah. Uh, mainly because you added in uh, Metro Mouse IFP and then uh, starting off life and car. So oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So how, what did they do to the stock price? Maybe take us through how it's been over the last. <laughs> well, tech has been hit hard, right? Yes. So <laughs> I I don't think the the stock price really explains a lot about okay. what's going on, right? Because yeah. everyone's getting hit hard, everyone's going down. Uh, but sh- the stock price uh, can't really tell you a full story right now, mm. especially in the bear market, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and and how do you how do you see this uh, how do you see this playing out for for Lemonade? Well, I'm I'm in it for a long game, right? I'm I'm very confident that over the five uh, next five to ten years or so, they will do well, right? Okay. Based on what what they're saying now, so on and so forth, they're gonna do very well. Um, and I'm just gonna hold on and uh, keep accumulating as I go. Got it. Do you think, um, you know, what, what is the reason for your confidence behind this? Is it the product growth? Is it the AI? Is it um, management? Uh, what do you think? That is? So p- personally, I, I'm more of a, if I like the company, if I like the product, that's the key reason why I invest, not because of uh, numbers, right? Okay. So management and product is my number one reason to, to invest. So I looked at Lemonade. I like the, I like the things they're doing. I like that they're integrating AI mm-hmm. and... Um, you can't really say that they're not doing something right because they've been growing so fast, right? Okay. Something must be doing, like their management must be doing something right, mm. right? Mm. So management's doing well, increase, uh, growing product suite. And then uh, next thing we're, we're going to look forward to is growing out of uh, the US, maybe more into Europe or even into Asia. Got it. Then, uh, 
they're, they're growth is going to skyrocket. Got it. So you see that as the next step, and hence you're looking at, yeah. at it in the longer term for, for uh, Lemonade. Yeah. So if we were to compare this to, say, FWD, because FWD started way earlier, right? I, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, then, then Lemonade. They grew quite quickly, yeah. um, roughly around the same model, of course, different products, but same ease of use. You don't need agents yeah. to, to buy insurance. It's done really quickly. It's also um, given in terms of, you know, um, premiums are, are given and, and paybacks are given really, really quickly as well at FWD. Do you think that we could analyze FWD and say, you know what, they've done well here in Asia, um, and then they're expanding out. We want the same thing for Lemonade, and therefore, <laughs> it will work. I, I personally don't think that you could really use it and compare apples to apples, right? Because mm. uh, different circumstances, different management, everything is very different. But uh, it is something you could expect. So FWD has done something similar, and look at how far and how huge they've grown. Yeah. Lemonade is somewhat on the same path, so we could expect something similar, right? Okay. But, but we can't really use uh, history as a, as a point of reference. Fair enough, fair enough. And te- I mean, we've been quite bullish about it, right? They've right. done this, 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 so on and so forth. Um, one thing I do want to say is that they mentioned they had a 36% revenue growth in 2021. Yeah. Uh, but some, this, they mentioned that that was also because of the fact of something called a proportional reinsurance agreement. So which was the seeding which out. Which was the seeding out. Yeah, so correct. because of that, their revenue growth was correct. 36%. Yeah, because so, they are seeding out more and then uh, taking in less. Yeah, got it. So, in what you're saying here is, don't look at that revenue number just yet. Yeah, focus on the IFP, focus Correct. on the loss ratio before making a decision on That's whether right. you want to invest in in lemonade. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and in terms of risks, what what risks do you see moving forward? Right? So right now. High growth companies, high growth tech companies are getting hit really hard, right? So yeah, but that's the stock <coughs> price more than revenue, though, right? right? So, um, lemonade right now they are gonna pivot out instead of hitting huge growth. So after after all that we just said, right? Yes. Now in the latest quarter, they are actually gonna pivot out to profitability, but it's uh-huh. not because of the share price, okay. but rather. They recently raised money, uh, I believe, in January of 2021. Okay. So they like to avoid raising capital uh, moving forward. Okay. They like to, to help make sure that it's, there's no more need for extra equity to come in. Right? Mm. So they're moving up towards a path of profitability, which is Wall Street loves to hear this keyword, right? <laughs> profitability, making green. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're, they're moving towards that. And then uh, I believe in November this year, they're going to have uh, some sort of investors day where they're going to give a huge deep dive into their AI models. How has the loss ratio been uh, moving up and down for each key product, which is something that uh, as an investor myself, I would really like to know. This will help my investment, uh, investment decision a lot because mm. I need to know what product is really pulling down the loss ratio and is this a one-off thing or is this going to be uh, a long-term problem? And if so, then maybe I, my investment will, will find somewhere else, right? Got it, <coughs> got it. Okay, so... Um, some, some of the risks that you mentioned is, is that, right? Right. The investor model, how is it going to be, so on and so forth. But profitability is, is good. Right. But, I mean, compared to other insurance companies out there, right? Lemonade is still very, very small. Yeah. Very, very Definitely. small. It's a tiny player. So, a black swan event could technically also kill it. It's not out of the picture. It's, it's really not out of the picture. Um, as investors, I think we should always um, take into account the worst case, right? Like, mm. no one expected covid Yes. <laughs> so I, I think it's a huge learning lesson that uh, no matter how great a company is, no matter how much conviction you have, the the it could even be Tesla. Mm. Something could really happen and it could just go to zero, right? Not not saying that it will. 
the probability would be very low for Tesla, right? But yes. there is a there is a chance. So I think we, we always have to factor in uh, that. Got it. And how, how do you think, I mean, they, you mentioned they're coming in to disrupt this market and so on. How do you think they can further disrupt uh, and, and maybe even take over <laughs> and, and maybe be bigger than all of these massive insurance companies out there? I think taking over or, or, or so on is really, in a word, not say impossible, but improbable because of the size, right? Mm. The size difference is way too huge. Lemonade has to grow upwards of 100 times to, okay. to actually start competing and start fighting. But I think uh, it's a... Uh, as for... You mentioned disruption, right? So how can it disrupt further? I, I think there's no need to disrupt further, right? Because implementing AI and machine learning and all those, it, it's already something that takes a lot of time and effort. And I think they're going to have to keep running it over and over because as time passes, you're going to keep trading the AI models to be more accurate, smarter, so on and so forth. So... I don't think there's a need to, to try and add even more stuff. Okay. Just focus on the one thing and then perfect your craft, right? Got it. Got it. So you say that in order for, for Lemonade to grow and, and really you know, exponentially make money for all of us as, as investors, <laughs> they should really focus on this AI of, yep. and it being accurate. That's right. right. The ability, like you mentioned, to predict. Yeah, to predict and assess risk. I, I think that's the, the biggest issue with uh, insurance, right? Mm. So if you're able to accurately predict that, let's say, uh, customer A has a lower chance of uh, getting into a car accident, mm. you could charge him lower premiums. Or if someone is more prone to accidents, you could charge him higher premiums. Got right. It. So ha- knowing that information is going to help the company substantially. Right. Got it. So what makes you say that these bigger guys could come in to buy Lemonade? I don't think it's out of the question. Right. Mm. But... Think about it this way. Um, our government sector, right? How long will it take for you to integrate, uh, let's say, um, let's say Zoom? How, do you, how, how long will it take for you to integrate throughout the entire government? It's, it's going to take quite take a while because while. it's such a huge, huge organization. So similarly for insurance, right? For, for, from my point of view, that these huge insurance companies, they are what we call dinosaurs, right? <laughs> yeah. they, are, they might still be running on Windows 7 for all you know. And, it, and it's so hard for you to, to integrate something so fresh and so new to something okay. that's, that's a dinosaur. Got so it. I don't think that they... That there is a chance, right, that Lemonade mm. gets acquired, but I think the odds are relatively low because what would... Uh, if you're a big insurance company, you're already making so much billions and billions of money and then like... What's the what's the extra few hundred millions that you're gonna make if you just acquire lemonade? Like it's yeah. not really worth the time and effort, right. I would say. Okay. I mean I, I think I di- I disagree with that. <laughs> I think they could purchase it and not integrate it. Take it out as a as a competitor, <laughs> right? Yes. Just like like what um <laughs> Lemonade did with that oh, Metro Mile. Metro yeah. Mile, because yeah. Metro Mile also was technically Correct. a competitor of Lemonade. They did that. Except that of course Lemonade is trying to integrate <coughs> it um, into their system. But being a dinosaur you can just Grab right. it, right? With right. one arm and just say, let De- it run. Definitely. <laughs> Slowly, over 20 years, integrate <laughs> it with... Because more and more companies are pivoting. More and more companies are changing towards this tech yeah. um, thing. And of course, banking is one that is very, still very, very <laughs> old, very archaic. <laughs> Insurance is another one that is That's very right. archaic. But I, I do see that probability that these big guys will be looking at lemonade. Yeah. Sometime no doubt, no doubt. Um, I think one, one of the things is the stock price has... When, when it did go IPO, it skyrocketed. Yeah. As most things did. Most tech IPOs during yeah, the COVID IPO. period. 
And, uh, course, uh, COVID period. Yeah. Yes. So everything just just went up. So and then now nature's just taking its course. Yeah. I think one one <laughs> however one of the things that that was something that I read about Lemonade's employees was that they sold more stocks over the last year uh, than they bought. Yeah. <coughs> T- tell us more. That doesn't give a very good confidence right. factor. So I'm I'm gonna pull a few examples, right? So let's look at uh, another well-known tech company, Palantir. Right, <laughs> we just covered Palantir coconuts. You know this. <laughs> so, so a huge misconception about Palantir is that oh, uh, a lot of employees are selling out their their stocks, right? Mm. So mm. it doesn't give you a very good impression because the confidence, the, the, right? Because exactly. the, it might look like the employees are not very confident of the future and that the company might grow. But yes. think about it this way, right? Let's say if you're you're working at a company A, or let's say you're working at Palantir. And your stock compensation, mm. or rather your, your total compensation, your salary, your bonus, and your stocks, you you were given this bonus of mm. let's say hundred thousand, but you can't spend it right because it's in stock in a company that's not IPO. You can't really sell it. There's no one, there's no exchange for you to really get back your hundred thousand in bonus. So when a company IPO, it's finally a chance for the older employees to say, "Oh, I finally can enjoy my millions of dollars. Right. I can finally <laughs> enjoy my bonus now." Right. So. Uh, Okay. I wouldn't say that uh, 100% of the employees are selling because they want to enjoy their bonus. But I wouldn't say all of them are also selling because they are losing confidence in the company. Mm-hmm. Right? Because... Maybe I wouldn't, I wouldn't say losing confidence. Um, maybe I would say overvalued. What are that, your thoughts there? That's another possibility, right? That uh, the employees might know something and mm. then think that uh, currently it's overvalued. But... Uh, for retail investors or at least for myself, I try like try to not go that deep into it because it's something out of my control, right? Mm. Even if they do have insider information, um, I, I can't access it. Of course. Right? <laughs> so there, there is really not much I can do about it. So uh, on my end, all I can do is just look at the company, look at the management, the, mm. the numbers, and uh, if it all looks good, then that's enough for me. I mean, for, for coconuts listening as well, right? The last question we always ask is, what's your play for, for Lemonade? What's your play? How long is it? What's your time frame? What do you expect? Um, so, fun little background about Lemonade before I started investing, right? I was mm. reading up on this book called uh, Finding 100 Baggers. Uh, okay. It's a very uh, famous investing book, right? So, yes. I, looked, I read the book and then I, I was looking at the stock market. I was looking for possible 100 baggers, mm, right? Mm. <coughs> So I was looking around and I, I found Lemonade. So I thought, um, why not? I'll, I'll try Lemonade to be my 100 bagger <laughs> t- uh, target, right? So hold, buy and hold for 20 years and then uh, see what happens, right? Mm. So because of the size, right? Le- Lemonade, when I first invested, it was barely 5 billion in market cap. So going from 5 billion to 500 billion, it's a, it's a huge gap, but mm. it's not as hard as, let's say, uh, Apple going 10 times. Yeah. Right? <laughs> of course. So Apple going three times really is very tough. <laughs> <laughs> so the probability is is in my favor in a sense. Right? And then mm. right now, the market cap has went even lower. So the probability of going 100x from here is even higher. Right? Because of size. And the whole industry, the whole total addressable market is so huge that they just need a small portion of the pie Got it. to really hit. Yeah. Got it. And... Awesome, I think no, good to hear that, right? And it sounds as though you've just gone in more with Lemonade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how do you see you know, the, the next six months in the macroeconomic view, right? Because inflation is rising, right. uh, CPI, in, you know, cash rate is rising, Fed is raising the rates. Definitely. It's going to negatively impact the, yep. the insurance industries, especially Lemonade, which is coming off a small base. Right. 
And, and on top of that, they're taking more risk. Right? That's exactly what we talked about yep. today. So what are your thoughts on that? So the huge... So if we're talking about share price, right? The huge pivot to profitability is going to be great for the share price. Mm. Wall Street is going to love it. Investors are going to love it. Um, share price. Uh, don't quote me on this, but over the next six months, we should see a, a nice uptrend, right? Yes. Uh, Fundamentals-wise, I think everything is still going well. The growth is uh, great because... Let's say you're going from uh, zero to a million versus um, a million to 10 million. It's a huge Mm. gap. You Mm. can't really compare it, right? So manage your expectations with the growth, right? So for for myself, I think the growth is uh, good enough for me to say that, okay, it's it's a worthy investment for me. Good. And your time frame again is? Uh, don't say 10. 20 years. I want to say, I want to say 10. Right? <laughs> because I'm, I'm young. I'm young. I can afford to, to, to hold for 10 years. I know. This guy is still going to the army, coconuts. I mean, I wish I, when I was your age, I was doing this. So awesome. <laughs> awesome, man. Any last tips for, for coconuts out there, Gavin? Uh, the market is really shaky right now. So is that I, a good I, thing? I, I would say not, try not to time the market, right? Everyone loves to say, try not to time the market. Time in the market is uh, going to out, uh, outperform. Mm. So space out your, your entries. That's something I would like to share. Space out your entries into tranches, right? Okay. Whether it goes up or down. It's like dollar cost averaging. Got it. Especially Got in it. a bear market. Yeah. Okay. So don't try not perform the market. <laughs> Take a longer term. Yeah. Look in, into your stocks that you're investing and go in tranches. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Firstly, thank you. Thank you. And lastly, thank you so much, <laughs> Gavin, for, for coming down. Learning, I, I've not heard of Lemonade before you brought it up. Yeah. So uh, thanks so much into, into bringing this. And hopefully, Coconuts, you, you like our episode today. Please go ahead and look at Gavin's website. What is it again? Uh, SG Stock Market Investor. There you go. I do believe you actually put your percentage of yeah, your portfolio Yeah, my, my portfolio is there, actually right? there. Yes, of course. I mean, we all know Gavin. He's got a massive following as well. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming back in. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Hey, Coconuts. So I hope you learned something useful today. Definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We are not giving you recommendations here, but are always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series definitely has a lot more depth than terms, and we want you to tell us what stock to analyze. So if you have any feedback or ideas, do drop us a line through our socials or email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See you in our next episode.